Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also available on iTunes and Stitcher. We listen. But who are we listening to? Our leaders, our peers, friends, family, our idols, celebrities, artists, performers, gossipers, politicians. But what about youth? This session is dedicated to them. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. During the fall semester of 2016, students from the Holyoke High School participated in a college-level course titled Writing Change, a collaboration with the University of Massachusetts UMass in Amherst, focused on written and spoken word poetry to inspire change. Today's podcast features some of the most outstanding pieces created by Holyoke High students, guided by Dr. Corinna Hoxon and Miss Alicia Smith who explains to us the details of writing change. So this class is a dual enrollment class offered by UMass, the University of Massachusetts Amherst, to offer three college credits to students. And when we designed the course, uh, Dr. Hoxhone and I, we designed it thinking about students being writer activists um, and using writing as a weapon to change their world, and specifically Holyoke, and trying to counter a lot of the narratives that people think about this city particularly. And so we wanted students to, through culturally relevant text, to connect with, you know, Tupac Shakur, to a book called Call Me Maria, and also a book by Sherman Alexie, which talked about the complexities of identities. And we wanted them to begin to narrate their own lives, their own story, and find the beauty of, you know, being the rose that grew from concrete and, and seeing life as constantly evolving, but their place as a change agent. And so I'm really, really thrilled at what we were able to accomplish in 14 weeks with students. Today is their final portfolio day, and they're handing in portfolios filled with pieces, over nine, ten pieces of writing, powerful pieces that I think is going to really bring about change, um, not just in their school, but also in their community. And so I'm looking forward to just seeing the greatness of these young people. My name is Kiara, and this piece is called From Hot Sand to Cold Air. Most of my childhood was spent living under the sun, running across the hot sand and eating rice and beans. My name is Kiara, meaning dark and of an Irish descent. Dark like skin that's been now in the strong rays of the sun for too long. I remember sitting on top of a rock, looking down at the beautiful scenery and enjoying every chirping sound that came from the birds flying above me. Sitting as time stood still and wishing to stay there forever. I was fluent in a language where you roll your R's. I was introduced to a new way of living which was hard for me to adapt. Something white fell from the sky and filled the cold air. It was not what I was used to but I had to bear. My soul misses the warmth of the sun. There are now buildings that cover the not so blue sky. This is nothing like the island that I left behind. My name is Kiana Santos, and this is called Broken Happiness. My foot taps as I anxiously wait for the man that brightens up my day. 
As I drown out noise coming from behind my pink room door, my mind's racing, thoughts pacing. As I am beginning to get hypnotized from watching cars go by my street, one by one by one by one, I listen to the sound their tires make as it splashes the puddles from the rain. Kiana, come here, I hear from a distance over the crying of my baby brother that snaps me back into reality. What happened, mommy? Your dad called again and wanted me to let you know that he won't be able to pick you up today. My mother responded with one eyebrow raised and eyes rolled back, almost as if this was becoming a pattern and she saw this coming. I'm speechless. My only response was, okay, because I was trying so hard to be strong and hold back my tears and frustration. I ran to my room in complete disappointment, for my dad had broken another promise. Hello everyone, my name is Sebastian Murphy, and this poem is called Writing Change. I turn on the news and hear all the violence the reporter is telling us, and I wonder why there are lots of violence in the world. I think for a moment, and I wonder why people do this to each other. I turn on the news, I hear world leaders talking, talking about climate change. And when I hear about climate change, I think to myself, and I fear that years from now, this whole planet is going to be flooded with water. And when I hear about change, Change to me is about something either great or tragic that is going to happen in our society or in our lives. Hi, I'm Jack Kershane, and uh, this is Writing Change. Uh, to write about oppression, the truth, but without fear, that's freedom. It's what rings in your ear, it's what you see with your eyes, behind each and every lie. The chaos that ensues, the apathy to not get things done. What will I say if he asks? Where were you? Did you fight or run? Sometimes running seems to make sense. The problems that seem incomprehensive can be solved with grit and drive, with better education and economies, to learn from history so that tomorrow won't be a mystery. In peace or war, keep us safe. We must stand together and push, under one banner, under one flag, with red, white, and blue to make this country better. We stand as one, come hell or high water. Hi, my name is Michael Studio, and this piece is called Nathan. It was a normal day in my house. I was playing with my army toys in my living room while my two older brothers were watching a movie. I wasn't really expecting anything that day. I wasn't thinking about anything in the world, just only my toy soldiers like any other kid. By the way, I was five at the time. Suddenly, I'm lifted by my older brother, rushing me into the car as like I was seriously injured. I fell asleep in the car. I wake up to be in a hospital, but it wasn't for me. I'm in a waiting room, wondering what am I doing there. It was pretty boring inside the waiting room. No TV, one table, two chairs, and that's it. My brother hands me my army toys to keep me occupied. As I'm playing with my toy soldiers, I look at my older brother Gabriel, the one who put me in the car, sitting on a chair looking very worried and impatient. I was wondering what was wrong with him. Two hours pass by. I'm later escorted to a room. I see Gabriel's girlfriend laying down on a bed looking very tired and sweating like if she just came back from a marathon. I see something small, wrapped around a white blanket. My brother gets me closer to tells me to look. Look, Mikey, you're an uncle. I see a baby in her hands. He had blonde hair, he had white skin, and he looked so fragile. I look at my brother and said, I'm an uncle? Yes, his name is Nathan. My name is Jack Ciel Cologne, and this is my poem, and it's called Perfect World. 
Mom, can I go to the park? No, baby. They'll think you'll steal from them. Hey, Dad, can I be a rock star? I'm sorry, son. You can't. You're black. We play basketball or rap. Papa, can I get braids in my hair? No, baby boy. They'll perceive you as white and say you're culture appropriating. Hey, Grandma, I want to be a math teacher. Sorry, honey, but every Asian is smart. Be original. Ma, I got a question. Dime, papi, what's your question? Said my mom happily. Why do stereotypes exist? No sé, papi, así es la vida. She said, I don't know, baby. That's how life is. Why do stereotypes exist? Why do stereotypes exist? Why does racism exist? Why do I need to witness this, be told this, assigned to act like this, dress up like this, speak like this, think like this, live like this, breathe into this, look like this, look like this, look like this. I can't even think right now because of all of this. What happened to all of the equality we all fought for? What happened to shutting this door? Why do we keep opening it more and more and more and more? That's four times I said more and four more unnecessary wars. This isn't even a score. I'm actually becoming more sore. We're more uneven than our shores and can't help each other soar what are we doing this feels so oozy and only proving as we keep viewing a future only of shootings this isn't grooving it's more like values we're losing and ruining you need facts don't ask the whites but the blacks take a look at their backs or even better look at their tracks this isn't right it's an unnecessary fight between the blacks and white we're scared to bite and our futures don't look bright it keeps hitting me harder as i write I'm starting to feel like there's no light. Dark isn't even the same during night. The men in blue target the men with no clue. This isn't new and we all knew from the get-go that this is all true. If it happened to a Jew, why do we keep following through? This is such a dangerous flu. The night stands and these injustices control the lands. But when will we come together and just hold each other's hands? I'm from a small city filled with regret and pity. I'm humble but I want to crumble. Do you think it's easy faking a smile called cheesy when deep down you're dizzy from being called a nitty? Mother effer, I'm not even greedy. I'm humble, but I want to crumble. You know what I hate? Being placed in that crate. The ruling class says keep working as they lay back and keep smirking, creating a sense of sorrow that's so tense you can't even swallow. I respond, sir, all I do is work while you sit back with the perk making 380 more times than your clerk. I'm humble but I want to crumble. My family experiences ableism, racism, and classism. It hurts to see my brother deal with autism, then to see my mother's depressions while my ambitions don't allow me to pay any attention. Might as well call it oppression. I'm humble, but I want to crumble. Now that's rough, but it's not enough to not let me huff and puff and effing be tough. Just remember one thing, it's not a lot. Forever be grateful for what you got. My name is Minoshkali Serrano, and this piece is called Welcome to Holyoke. Surrounded by the smells of cigarettes and burnt trees, you see I grew up in a town where it's normal to be asked, where can I get a bag? Ain't no surprise to hear, homie, I'm strapped, fuck 12, and that cussy better not be a rat. Where parties became battlefields full of gunshots, and innocent lives are taken every day. Where the city hasn't changed much, besides a few new buildings, but somehow still remains, divided in sections, and your clothing shows where you're from where your favorite parks go from places to play to windows to attics and a prostitute's favorite stage. Welcome to Holyoke, the city of volleyball. But when was the last time you heard hype about a volleyball game? Instead, excitement comes from perfect sales, illegal parties, and a constant drug crave, where enemies and family lie too close at hand, where selling is a way of life and everyone has a gun ready at hand. Now let's try this again. Welcome to the city of Holyoke. My name is Minoshkali, and I am the rose that grew from concrete. 
a queen within my own ambitions, and the city is where I reign. But the difference is I come from gunshots and bullet wounds, not pure blood and silk sheets. But still, through the earth, I broke free. Watch as I conquer the cement in which I tore out from, but soak in the lessons from the earth in which I grew from. Through the tears of happiness and struggle, I grew in God's name. I am not a basic flower. I am the one who overcame. I push past their negativity and their stereotypes and prove this Hispanic kid from the hood can get an education and pursue a better life. I chose books instead of Glocks. Babies had to make money instead of pushing rocks. Poetry became a passion instead of gangbanging for a nation. And before you think I'm just some ratchet hood kid who's probably fatherless and who can't express herself properly and won't make it out because I done seen too much, I want you to know I can articulate properly and I orchestrate a different perspective into the one you don't see every day. Please do not think I am this rose so self-proclaimed. No, I am a rose of my own thorns that people have bled from throughout my days. I keep people at a distance because my city taught me to do such. Love is something rare because with love comes trust. And that's just something we can't afford. It's a type of thing that is used as weakness, and enemies look for that as they stand at your doors. Welcome to the city of Holyoke, the city in which I walk and yet I draw no attention. Arrogance is our perfection, and yet I chose to break the concrete and set an example that a life stuck in the ghetto isn't our only direction. Hi, my name is Alicia Smith, and I am the lecturer for uh, the Writing Change course. What I'm going to read is a short excerpt of a piece that I'm continuously writing called uh, The World is Yours. My grandma bought my first globe when I was three. It was large, blue, vibrant, and spun with possibility. I was 12 years old when my mom and I moved from the east end to the east side. The globe is now dull and restricted to a basement apartment. My window view is watching the soles of people's feet as they walk up and down the hill of Boston Avenue. They seem in a hurry to get somewhere. Maybe they're headed to Rub-A-Dub-Dub, the crowded laundromat filled with shades of brown and black people situated at the bottom of the hill. Maybe across the street to the failing high school I would later attend. Maybe the bodega that sold grilled ham and cheese for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wherever they were going, my mom didn't allow me to venture out alone. This made my world seem even smaller. My name is Karina Hawkson from UMass Amherst. This poem is called Our Young, or To For Whom I Write. It always starts out as a blank page, like burlap to be filled with life's details. There was a four-year-old boy who followed his father's footsteps in the sand. Their backs welcomed the rising sun. Broken shells lined up the shore. Outriggers anchored in the near distance. He trusted the way of his father. That was all that mattered. The rest he would learn in the years to come. There was a nine-year-old boy who placed a blue bucket over his head as a means of protection or as a form of enjoyment to make the morning strides in low tide a bit more childlike. He did not need to see the path. He knew the path well. It had served as his playground for years with or without the fishing game. He could declare himself a winner, but that would only defeat the power of imagination. And in these monsoon days, the rain at dusk hardly served as a muse. There was a 13-year-old girl who swatted flies with a wooden stick. At its end were pink plastic fringes. 
On the roadside, she waved and hollered. The fumes from diesel trucks did not bother her as long as her daily fruit stand remained intact. Passersby stopped to barter. There were too many colors to count. There was a 15-year-old girl who pounded clothes against the rocks by the levee. She was not alone, yet she toiled as if she ruled the hour. She would invite the sun's rays to complete her labor. She would then find refuge under an akasha tree and in time gain the strength for afternoon dreams. She would wake up with the crown on her head. There was the other 15-year-old who held two newly sharpened bolos, one for her and the other for her 18-year-old brother. He operated the cart-pulling carabao on which she rode. It was harvest season. The fields had reached the color of amarillo, stomachs almost full, families gather a little while longer. There were the 18-year-old co-eds in their pleated white and royal blue uniforms. They sauntered across the plaza carrying college rule notebooks. Everyone wore pants, which seemed more appropriate in a society that still subjects girls and women to domesticity. The only difference was the length of their hair. Each student carried a lanyard of likeness bearing Spanish-sounding surnames, an intended major, soon to be specialization. Many would complete nursing courses. Some would pass the board with the highest honor. A few would sign contracts to join healthcare systems elsewhere. The rest would linger for lower wages until global warming became a thing of the past. The future is in the hands of our young. It is a mystery how holistic medicine cures the illest pains. It is a mystery how metacarpals heal on their own to venture terrains more vast than archipelago seas and greener than Cordillera Valleys. In this millennial revolution are destinies in crises, lives unmasking, lives unleashing the meaning of freedom. What of meaning but questions on the page? Sometimes it calls nothing but questions. Who will write the preces? Who will remember the names? Who will deliver the message? Who will master the language of the enemy? Who will lead without temerity? Who will love? Who will paint? Who will rise? Who will seize the chance? Who will move the masses? Who will resist? Who will teach? Who will learn? Who will? Writing Change will be offered to Holyoke High School students during the spring semester of 2017. We look forward to listening the powerful words and voices from our Holyoke youth. We want to thank the Holyoke High School, Dr. Corinna Hoxon, Alicia Smith, and the students who participated of this session of Artivism. This is the Radio Plasma Podcast. This episode was recorded at the Holyoke High School in Holyoke, Massachusetts with the Plasma Portable Studio. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>